T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. We do welcome you into a Wednesday edition, a full two-hour edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. Continuing on our Cardinals coverage, Cardinals win today, knocking off Colorado by a 7-4 score. And with that, they take two of three from the Rockies and end up going 500 on the road trip. And now they've got a week-long homestand beginning tomorrow, seven straight games. They'll play four games against the Pirates, and then they've got three games against the Diamondbacks after that. As always, if you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air is how you get in contact with the program. We'll be doing a little bit more than baseball today. Uh, we'll talk some soccer with uh, City SC, trying to get back on the winning side of things. Uh, Bill McDermott's going to join us uh, next hour. Uh, we'll also have uh, one of the Apple TV broadcasters uh, who's going to be uh, doing the matchup this upcoming weekend. Uh, we'll be joining us in just a little while. We'll talk all things uh, Major League Baseball as well, coming up later on in the program uh, when we are set to be joined by uh, Ryan Fagan from the Sporting News. So that's who's going to be coming up. Plus, plus, it's a Brad Young night for At Your Service. He'll be on from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And Brad is one of our favorite people in the world. So we'll get Brad on for a little crosstalk here at the uh, at the end of the program. And who knows what we will talk about uh, during that time. But uh, if you want to join us again, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything is fixed with the Cardinals. I'm not going to tell you that they are in an awesome spot right now uh, to... To look at their record, you see the fact that they're not even a 500 team yet. They're 5-7. and seven. But at the same time, things have moved a little bit in a better direction when you consider uh, where they were at going into the road trip and also where they were at at the halfway point of the road trip. Because one of the things about baseball is when you're really early on in the season, everything is magnified. Everything that happens, it feels like, There's more meaning to it. There's more value to it. 
and there's not. In fact, maybe there's even less because you haven't played that many games yet. One of the things I love about baseball, and there are many things I love about baseball, but one of the things that I absolutely love about the sport is the grueling nature. And when I say grueling, I'm talking about the 162-game nature of baseball. And what I love about that is when you put together a team, you have to put together a team that can both win games because they're talented enough to win games, but can also win games in July and in August and in September and are built for the long haul. And in many ways, that's one of the most challenging aspects of building a baseball team. It happens every year. It happens every single year where there is a team that's in contention around the all-star break and they just fall off in the final couple months of the season where there's also teams every season that surge in the final couple months of the season. And it's because those teams, generally speaking, sometimes there's injuries or there's other things that that are going on that lead to that. But generally speaking, it's because of how those teams have been built, that they are built to win over an entire season. And that's, that's why I just don't put a whole lot of stock in what's going on in the first couple weeks of a season because it's a marathon and it's grueling and it's long and you got to be able to win in July and you got to be able to win in August. Now, the other side of this, and this is what I have a hard time reconciling sometimes, and why our conversation has gone in the direction that it's gone so often, is you build a team to win, and you build a team to win over a 162-game season, and then all of a sudden the game changes when you get into the playoffs. Game totally changes when you get into the playoffs. This is going to sound funny. I hate off days in the playoffs. I hate off days in the playoffs. And I don't hate off days in the playoffs just because I want to see more baseball. I hate off days in the playoffs because it changes the game. You you build your team for a 162-game season, and then all of a sudden you're, you're playing with these off days and you're not going full five-man rotation, and, and just the game changes. And I, I, I never like that. And that's why I always say that there is, there is value and there is you've accomplished something when you win a division and when you get to the playoffs and that sort of thing. But you've also got to put yourself in in a spot where your team's ready for the playoffs as well, and that can be that can be a challenge. And that's where the the question that I asked during the extra inning show was: It's a couple games, but if you were overly negative about where the team was at going into the Colorado series or going into the road trip, does going five hundred on the trip, does taking two out of three against the Rockies, does that change anything for you? doesn't change anything for me, but if you're overly negative and you're kind of living in the moment, it might change something for you. But the responses we got were mostly the same. If you heard the phone calls we got talking about starting pitching, got a text message from the 618 said no with a bunch of exclamation points following the all caps. No, we need better pitching. That's the, their, their starting pitching is, is plenty, plenty good to win the NL Central and to have a very good record in the regular season. But people are still worried 
about this team being built for the postseason. And I would just continue to remind you, there is a lot of time, a lot of time between now and the trade deadline. But it's uh, it's one of the things that we're so early on in the season, just a few days ago, it was hard to find anybody saying anything good about the Cardinals. Social media, which is already a fairly toxic place, was just that. And they come out of it, and it turns into a pretty solid road trip. They go 500 on the road trip. You'll take it. You'll you'll always take it. Not, it's nice to go above 500 on road trips, but you'll always take a 500 road trip. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. We'll jump back into baseball in about 20 minutes or so, but we'll talk some uh, City SC soccer coming up in just a moment as we continue on with the Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A great bar sports open line continues here on KMOX. We've got a full two-hour program this evening because the Cardinals, they have already played. You heard it right here on KMOX. They got the win today, knocking off Colorado 7-4. They take two of three, and they end up splitting their road trip going 3-3 three and three between Milwaukee and Colorado. Uh, switching gears, talking some soccer in St. Louis City SC. They are on their first losing streak of their existence a couple weeks ago. They lost to Minnesota, and then this past weekend they fell 3-0 to Seattle. They are back at home at City Park coming up on Saturday night. A 7.30 start, and we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program the guy who's going to be calling the game for uh, Apple TV Plus and uh, the MLS Season Pass uh, package. His name is uh, Tyler Terrence. You can follow him on Twitter at T-N-T-E-R-E-N-S. Tyler, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to my uh, maiden voyage to City Park. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, I mean, we're in St. Louis. We have as much bias as you can possibly have, but it's hard (laughs) to find anybody who says anything bad uh, about City Park. What is your excitement level for seeing this facility? I mean, I was watching the Minnesota game back, and obviously it's not a game that St. Louis fans are going to want to remember, but at least for my money, I'm watching this game with the sound on in my apartment, and I am like already getting juiced up on a, on a Wednesday when I'm not even taking off until Friday morning from O'Hare. I live in Chicago, but I, I cannot wait. I've talked to other commentators around the league. They say it's just a cathedral for the game, and um, the fan base is obviously electric and such history behind St. Louis soccer, so I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So quick sidebar, are you fly into St. Louis for Chicago, or are you going to drive? 
Oh, I'm flying. I'm flying. I don't, I don't, I don't have the patience to drive, um, you know, for, for a work trip like that. If it was, it was for pleasure, maybe if I was going to see my best play against the Cardinals, maybe I would drive over there. But for a work trip, I'm going to fly. What's, it's got to be like a 22-minute flight, right? Yeah, something, something along those lines. But I'll take the miles <laughs> any way I can get them. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this team has obviously lost two in a row after the really solid start to, to the season. What have you seen as you've watched the video? What is, is it more about who they've played in their opposition or have you seen them fall back at all? So, you know, obviously this historic run at the beginning of the season in the first five games, you're just thinking to yourself, everything is going their way. They're getting balls that are being passed back to them in fortuitous spots. They're, you know, getting goals from Tim Parker. They're defending well. They're getting, they're getting great production from their midfield. But then what ended up happening in the last two games is just sort of getting a full dose of Major League Soccer, which is built on parity, just like just like the NFL. So, you know, you think about the Minnesota game, and that was a game they dominated. I thought that they played really well. I thought the midfield was fluid. I thought that Klaus and Joe Akini did a really good job. Lubin has been incredible all season. I thought that that was one of his best games. And they did more than enough to win the game, but they just ended up coming against the Minnesota team, who up until that point hadn't lost the game yet and just sort of, found a moment on the road and you sort of dust yourself off and you say, all right, on to the next one. And then you go to Seattle and it's, it's nothing to turn your nose up at. Losing 3-0 uh, at Lumen is, is something that every Western Conference team in MLS is going to experience. And, you know, I think that the Seattle game, they didn't have their best stuff and Seattle set up really well. And Brian Schmetzer is one of the best coaches in the country. So, um, you know, just, just one of those ones for me where – they dominated the game, you know, got really unlucky. It was a smash and grab against Minnesota. And then they experienced what every team has experienced in MLS with Seattle, which is just a flurry of, you know, about 10, 15 minutes of, of the Sounders just sort of coming down your throat for, for an extended period of time. So I'm a baseball guy. And in baseball, we're always talking about the adjustments and film is such a, a big part of it. And you've got scouting reports and, and so on and, and so forth. How much does that exist in the MLS and how much of just City playing match after match and getting kind of their tendencies out on film and teams adjusting to that. How much does that play into them falling back just a little bit recently? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. And, and the answer is I think that it, it plays a factor, but it's nothing crazy. I, I do think that, you know, teams were struggling to figure out exactly what their identity was. And then they ended up going with the two striker system and putting Joe Akini up top with, with Klaus. And so, They've thrown a couple of different looks, and on top of that, even with the formation, the way that they play in that 4-4-2 formation has looked different over the past few weeks. So, yes, their film is, is readily available, and, and other coaching staff can digest it. But, you know, I also just think that th- this league, again, is built on parity. The roster mechanisms are dizzying and almost impossible to understand, and that's why, you know, teams – are the way that they are in this league and, and why St. Louis is coming back down to earth right now. But, you know, the, the simple answer to your question is yes, it, it's out there. But I also think that St. Louis is also just a good team. And and that's why they were so successful in the first five games of the season. Jabula Bloom is going to miss some time. He's going to be out for a, a month plus. He's dealing with a groin injury. How much does that hurt the team and how much does it impact him in your thought, in your mind? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Honestly, any team that's going to lose any depth in the middle of the field, it's going, it's going to hurt them. Um, you know, I obviously cover a lot of the Chicago Fire games here in Chicago, and they've been dealing with a similar issue here. Um, but for St. Louis, the good news is, is that Edu Leuven is, is one of the best midfielders in this league, and he's only played seven games in this league so far. So he's going to be able to cover and help do some of the work in the middle of the park. And I thought Indiana Vasilev played a good game, not a great game against Minnesota. 
Um, yeah, but but Bloom going down does not help in five to six weeks is is, is a decent amount of time. But um, I think that St. Louis maybe are a little bit lucky that it's not longer, and it's definitely going to stretch them a little bit thinner. But, hey, I mean, this is Major League Soccer, and some younger guys are going to have to step up and some guys that didn't think that they were going to be further up in the depth chart, and, and sometimes that can make for really good stories. There's been a ton of buzz about the MLS season pass uh package and, and everything going on with Apple TV plus what has it been like for you just being part uh, of this team and, and really being able to provide as much soccer content as is being provided on the service oh my gosh I, I mean this is every commentator's dream to, to be the national voice of a league and I was the voice of the Chicago Fire for three years and then when I got the call up I mean it was just it's just a dream come true. And, and, and the coolest thing about it is, is the information sharing. You know, I was talking to a couple of different commentators throughout the week, prepping them for, for their games against Chicago and some other teams that I've seen. And then, you know, I'm getting some help from people who have seen St. Louis and getting to see these different cities and experience an expansion team like St. Louis and flying across the country every single weekend um, with my broadcast partner, Devin Kerr, is, is not a bad way to uh, – you know, to spend a weekend. And, and as I always like to tell people, this is not coal mining. This is a lot of fun. And uh, this has been, this has been a really, really cool experience. And we're only eight weeks in. I think that, you know, the travel aspect of it every weekend might get a little tiresome, you know, by August or September, but um, there are worse things to be doing in the world. And it's so much fun. And, and the studio show, the producers, directors, the whole thing, just the way that this came together, I, you, you really couldn't ask for much more if you're a major league soccer fan, because this, you know, the product and, and how easily available it is, not only in the country, but across the world is, is astonishing. Having seen the way St. Louis soccer fans have responded and just everything that goes on inside of that stadium on, a, on a, any given night, what's the, what's the part of the atmosphere that you're most looking forward being able to experience? I'm just looking forward to, you know, I, I hope that it's a tight game, you know, 75th minute, 80th minute, maybe St. Louis are chasing a game winner. Maybe they have to chase a, an equalizer because Cincinnati are a damn good team. And I, I'm just looking forward to that end of the game energy where everybody's on their feet, similar to what we saw against Minnesota. Um, and you can just feel that nervous energy where you can hear everybody getting up out of their seats and, I mean, it's also the biggest thing that I'm noticing is that it's a very knowledgeable crowd. I mean, you know, applauding the little moments where you're playing out of pressure, winning balls in the middle of the park and and just applying constant pressure to, like they did to Minnesota United for for a number of minutes. So I, just that intangible energy uh, from from that fan base. And I'm just excited to experience it live in a person, especially against such a good team like FC Cincinnati. He is uh, Tyler Terrence. He's going to be on the call coming up this weekend on MLS Season Pass and uh, Apple TV as uh, City SC. They are back at it, matching up against Cincinnati. That's going to be a 7.30 start over at uh, City Park. Tyler, thanks so much for uh, the time and your insight. Hopefully we can do this again down the line. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, it. Yeah, you bet. There's Tyler Terrence joining us here uh, on the program. He'll be on the call again if you're watching the uh, watching the Apple TV broadcast of it and uh, their national broadcasters. Uh, you're able to uh, see Tyler and uh, he'll be on that uh, broadcast coming up this weekend. All right, we'll take a break and when we return, we'll jump back into the Cardinals and jump back into uh, Major League uh, Baseball as uh, we are going to be joined by one of our favorite people. Uh, Ryan Fagan from the Sporting News joins us next. It's Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We do continue on here on a Wednesday evening. We've got the uh, full two-hour edition of the program tonight. That's because the Cardinals have already played. They played a day game today in Colorado, wrapping up a three-game series. They win today by a 7-4 score as they win that series and go 500 on the six-game road trip. Right now, we're very happy to uh, welcome on. He's a national baseball writer for the Sporting News based here in St. Louis. He is Ryan Fagan. You follow him on Twitter at Ryan Fagan. Hey, Ryan, appreciate you taking some time. How are you? I'm doing well, Matt. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. We see you at Bush Stadium a lot. You're at a lot of Cardinals games uh, as you go about covering Major League Baseball. Let's start with some St. Louis stuff. Uh, a lot of people were freaking out a few days ago about a team that had a slow start. It got a little bit better here over the last couple of days. How much stock can you put into anything that happens really in the first few weeks, first month, first month plus of a season? Well, I mean, you know, look, baseball is made up of small sample size stretches, right? Ten games here, 15 games here. And the first, you know, 12 games were not what the Cardinals had hoped. You know, I don't think there's anything – there's there's no doubt about that, even though they did win a couple of games there in Colorado and finish out the road trip okay. You know, it wasn't what they'd hoped. And I think, you know, so any 12-game stretch where you go five and seven is not ideal. It's not the end of the world, especially when it happens so early in the season you can make up for it. You know, the thing that's a little bit concerning is some of the starting pitching, you know, that it just, just hasn't been very good. And even when it's been okay, good, there was, there's, still, there's still little mistakes, right? You know, even Jack Flaherty today, overall, he looks pretty good, but still wasn't, you know, what he would tell you that is his ideal outing. So, you know, I, I think I'll be interested to see, you know, next time Miles Michaelis takes him out, how he looks. And, you know, just kind of let's, let's see if these guys who have, good track records when they're healthy can pitch closer to the career norms, which, you know, you fully expect to, but yeah, the, the first time through the, the first couple of times through the rotation, you know, hasn't been, like I said, hasn't been ideally what the Cardinals had hoped for. It's, it's funny in a kind of a peculiar way that, so many Cardinals fans were not happy with the lack of moves when it comes to the starting rotation in the offseason. And then in the first couple of weeks of the season, it is the rotation that's been the biggest struggling point for the team. I think for a lot of fans, it's kind of their opportunity to say, see, I told you so, even if it's just yeah. the first couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, and, but I think any of those fans still would have thought Miles Michaelis wasn't going to have an ERA north of 10 to get through three starts, right? I think most of the, the folks that wanted the Cardinals to address the rotation, you know, you were looking at that top end starter, right? You're looking at going out and trying to either give money to an ace like a Carlos Rodon or even on a shorter term, you know, a Justin Verlander or something like that, pipe dreams, if that's what we're talking about. Um, you know, but the, the depth of the rotation was supposed to be okay, uh, at least, you know, in terms of people saying, okay, well, this isn't a, a rotation that has a, a quote-unquote ace, but it's got, 
a bunch of number two and number three starters. And the idea was that the Cardinals need that number one guy. And it's not so much for the regular season, but for the, for the postseason. You know, when you get into that, do you have guys that can miss bats? And, you know, the Cardinals don't necessarily have that, although they do have the perfect defense to, uh, to accompany a, a rotation that gets a, gets a lot of soft contact. So, you know, the, the thing about soft contact is sometimes those find holes. You know, and I think that's what's happened to, to Michaelis as much as anything, as much as anyone really in baseball this year. Is there's been a lot of there have been a lot of uh, less than line drives, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, balls hit with a you know 70, 80 mile exit velocity that have found the holes in his first couple of starts. And I think you know, I'm sure he's as frustrated by that kind of thing as anyone. It's interesting because uh, you listen to Michaelis talk and. He'll be the first person to, to mention some of those things that happened, the, the low exit velocity, the low percentage hits. But at the same time, he's given up some hard hits as well. There's some there's some big exit velos coming off of him at the same time. So it's it's interesting just in the sense that, yeah, you can look at it from that one side that there is some soft hits being given up, but there are some really hard hits against him as well. Yeah, there have been. I think some of those, sometimes those things kind of tend to snowball a little bit. You know, I think, you know, you look at a, at the batting average on balls in play, you know, for pitchers and for hitters as well. You know, and a couple of those weak things get in, then you try to be a little more perfect and the, you make a mistake that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise if if things were going according to what Babip says it should. So, you know, I, I, you know he's, his track record is pretty solid. And I think there's a, a very good chance that we all kind of look back um, when, when the season's done, you look at his overall numbers and be like, hey, look at – his numbers were pretty good, even though he had that horrible start. You wrote something that I thought was really interesting, and it's something I've actually been thinking about, and I was glad you wrote it, uh, about the mental effect of the pitch clock. And I, I started yeah. thinking about it on Friday night when the Cardinals are playing the Brewers. Eric Lauer at one point is ahead in the count 0-2, and the pitch clock is going down, and you can just see that in his mind he kind of says, screw it, I'm not going to throw this pitch, I'll take the ball and we'll come back around. I'm not going to hurry myself and throw the pitch. And It's easy to do that or it's somewhat easy to do that when you're ahead 0-2. If it's a 2-2 count, if it's a 3-1 count, obviously it's a little bit different. But uh, you got into that, you talked with a number of people, including uh, Bob Tewksbury, and just about the mental part of it and and not being sped up and not allowing that pitch clock to get in your head. And and it's something that we're all kind of watching right now. Yeah, that, that was something that was really kind of fascinating to dig into. You know, I talked with Tewksbury, obviously a long time, you know, major league pitcher who got as much out of his 87 mile an hour fastball as anybody could, you know, in the history of baseball probably could have, you know, and then he, after he retired, he, you know, got a degree from Boston university and he's a certified mental skills uh, coach. And he's used that working with a couple teams. I talked to, with Justin Sua from the, the Tampa Bay Rays, who's the head of, a mental performance w- with that club and just kind of about, you know, like, l- look, it's, it, it, it seems like it's not a big deal. Say, okay, well now you got 15 seconds, just go ahead and do it, deal with it. But you know, if you've gotten to this, the highest level of competition in a sport in the world, and you've done it by taking 25 seconds, every pitch. And now all of a sudden you have to adjust that and take 15 to 20 seconds. That's a big difference, right? So what I talked to them about and, you know, put this in the story is, first of all, why are routines important, right? Why does it matter? Why do they take all this time? You know, and, and then how do you adjust that? You know, one of the things that, 
that Sua talked about was just, you know, how important it was to have that. Basically, he called it a relationship with 15 seconds, right? So the thing that he would do is he would have his players take a stopwatch, hit start, and then try to guess when 15 seconds were up, right? And that way you can kind of get that, that inner feeling so you know when it is, so you're not as rushed. You know, and he said when they first started doing it, his players were way off. And I tried it a couple times, and I was way off. Um, but once you kind of get more comfortable with that, um, that's something that's going to help. You know, obviously, I'm not saying that's the reason that the Rays haven't lost yet, but it's certainly, you know, part of just having a, a good approach and a good mental foundation when you're heading into a season with so many rule changes. And, you know, not to keep rambling, but the thing you're talking about with Lauer, you know, taking a ball, if you need to take a ball, that's one of the things that Tewksbury brought up, which I hadn't even considered at the time, was if you're not ready, you don't want to throw a pitch that you're not convicted on because major league hitters are too good. They're going, they're going up there looking to hit mistakes. And if the pitch clock is going to force you into a mistake, that's not ideal. You know, and what brought that up today was Blake Snell, you know, gave up a home run to Pete Alonzo today, and he told reporters afterwards, you know, it was a 2-0 count, and he was trying to hit a certain pitch, I think a slider, on pitch count, and he kept hitting the wrong button. So instead of just taking the ball – and going to 3-0, he threw the pitch that he accidentally kept hitting on the pitch com, a fastball, threw it down the middle, and Pete Alonso hit it for a home run because that's what Pete Alonso does to mistakes. So, you know, and this is something that Tewksbury said, I, I, I hope the pitchers are comfortable enough to just take a ball. Don't let it snowball. Take the ball, reset, throw the pitch you're convicted with, and you're going to have better results. And that, that experience with Snell – today was exactly what Tewksbury had been talking about. Yeah, it's uh, it, we're all watching this and, and trying to figure out how you should adjust to it. I listened to Stephen Matt's talk uh, after his last start, and he said that he was maybe pitching too fast, and it got me thinking if you know that you need to deliver a pitch in a certain amount of time and you've got it in this he- in your head that you've really got to hurry, I, how, do you, how do you hurry but slow down a little bit? And I guess that goes to what you were talking about earlier, that you know, getting your relationship with 15 seconds. But if you feel like you're moving too fast, it, you almost at the same time can't feel like you can really slow down. Right. You know, it, it, I kept thinking as I was writing that story of the old John Wooden saying, he said, be quick, but don't hurry, right? It's be, be moving, but just don't let that get the, the best of you. You know, and another thing Tewksbury talked about, you can have kind of like a phrase. Uh, he called them anchor statements. And when he was pitching, he would say his anchor statement was just like on the side because when he's doing his side work, it was nice and easy. There were no consequences. Just get up there and throw. And so he would kind of, when he found himself being hurried, he would just say that statement just like on the side to himself. And that, he found that would help. And that's something that, that he's talked with. You know, he's worked for a couple of major league teams, including the Cubs and the Giants, and I think the Red Sox was the third one. In the past, he's not with them right now, but these are the things that he's taught major league players, right? So it's, it's trying to just to be aware enough of the time, to be aware enough of how to kind of reset yourself mentally without taking a timeout or a strike or, or allowing an intentional ball. And I think that's something that the, the more we get into it, because, look, it's one thing to do it in spring training, right, with less consequences. You know, these pitchers are going through their, you know, their third time on the mound, their fourth time on the mound. And, you know, there's sometimes more stressful situations than others. And I think that's what we're seeing is these, these, these pitchers, 
kind of trying to figure out exactly how the heat of the moment and competing in in the regular season is, is really going to impact them and, and speed them up when they don't want to be. So Kevin Costner knew what he was doing and for love of the game when he said clear the mechanism? Clear the mechanism, yes. <laughs> yes, and we also saw he figured out what to do when it, when it wouldn't clear. So, yeah, that's what pitchers have to do now. Very good. He is uh, Ryan Fagan. He writes for uh, the Sporting News. You follow him on Twitter, at Ryan Fagan. Ryan, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk again real soon. I enjoy it. Thanks, Matt. All right. There's Ryan Fagan joining. I turned off my microphone. We were turning him off. I don't know why I did that, but I did. And then I started talking again, and we can continue on. I don't even know if my microphone was off long enough for anybody to notice that I turned myself off, but uh, I brought it to your attention. All right, we'll take a break. We've got a lot more to get to. We'll talk Cardinals baseball. Uh, If you've got any thoughts on where they're at right now, we'll take your phone calls, your text messages, your tweets, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Phone lines are open for you. We're back with more in just a moment. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A great bar sports open line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me as well if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Cardinals get the win today over Colorado, 7-4. With that, they take two of three, back within a couple games of 500 at 5-7, and and now they're going to be at home against the Pirates and the Diamondbacks over the next week. Again, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Let's uh, welcome Paul onto the program. Hey, Paul, you're on Sports Open Line. Hey, Matt. Uh, just wanted to welcome you to KMOX and, and let you know you're rock solid uh, um, in the chair uh, for um, the hallowed uh, process of Sports Open Line. And uh, so... Um, Thank you. That's very nice great. of you to say. Absolutely. Um I wanted to uh, ask you if you have a feel for how many average runs per game we've scored because I don't think we've realized, you know, and, and uh, I think we're, we're just starting to now in the last couple of days since, you know, our pitching is starting to behave um, so much more. You know, Geo and Healthly yesterday were rock were great. Um, and then today even even more with another starter, Jack, joining Jordan Montgomery and um, – you know, the quality start department um, or getting there. But my thinking is uh, once our pitching settles down, which I totally agree with you, it will. And and then we can upgrade it with uh, a number one or maybe a number two at the trade deadline. But um, I don't think we've realized just how downhill it's going to make so many games this season when we're averaging five and a quarter runs per game instead of 3.75 which I think is pretty much where we were the last five years or so. Um, and I'll hang up and listen to your comments. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point. And right now they're averaging just under five runs per game. They've scored 58 runs through uh, these uh, first uh, 12 games of, of the year. They're real, And you know what? They're in the bottom third in terms of total runs scored. Uh, you look at a team, the Rays lead the way. The Rays have scored 89 runs. They've had a ridiculous start to their season. They've already hit 30 home runs in their first 12 games. This is a really good offensive club. And as they do score more and more runs, and they're going to get more production, Lars Newtbar is going to get back. They're going to get more out of Wilson Contreras as they get 
uh, better from a run scoring standpoint, that is going to take some of the pressure off of pitching. Absolutely, 100%, uh, without a doubt, that is going to happen. And uh, as that happens, I think that's, I, I just think they're a really good offensive club. I think they're as good of an offensive club uh, as exists in the National League, really. I, and I know some of these other teams have some bigger names. I get that. I really like who the Cardinals are from an offensive standpoint, and their pitching is going to be better. Uh, but the way this team is going to win games is with their offense. Uh, to his uh, to his point, the fact that uh, they've been scoring under four runs per game over the last few years, that number is going to be up this year. This is a very, very deep lineup, and if they're scoring runs, they're winning games. Let's grab Rob, who's giving us a call. Hey, Rob, you're on Sports Open Line. Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate yep. it. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think the runs are going to be good. I'm not really worried about the runs. I'm not even too worried about the pitch. I know they'll get better. One thing that's concerned me, and maybe you could, I don't know, I don't know much about him, but Wilson Contreras. I've been really, really disappointed. Wilson Contreras, and just not just with a bat or the glove. It seems like both of them, he's been really shaky. Uh, I don't understand why the last two games we didn't have Kisner in there um, with Contreras doing absolutely nothing with runners in scoring position or even with nobody on. Why not put Kisner in there? How much worse could it be? But I'm really concerned. I know he's no Yadier Molina, but who would be? But I really am concerned about Contreras. But I don't know anything about him too much. Maybe you do. But uh, So i just like to know what you're thinking about that because I'm really concerned with him more than I am their offense or their pitching. Thanks for taking my call. You bet, Rob. Um, we are up against it. I want to give your question the proper answer. And Matt Pajeski is going to turn my mic off in about 15 seconds, no matter what. And I can't give you the answer in 15 seconds. So hang tight through the news. And uh, we'll get into that because I wanted to talk about the catching situation for the Cardinals today. So that leads right into it as we continue with Sports Open Line in a moment on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 